Hello and welcome to my Xbox and me, episode 439. I am one of your hosts, MC Fixer, alongside the one and only Mr. Paul Deespawn. Deespawn, how you doing? I'm good. I can't help it, right? Every time you say your name, I can't help but dance along to it. It's the MC Fixer. Fixer. I hit the beats. I hit the beats. You gotta hit the beats, right? No, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm. uh, I've been ill for the last few days, so I've not played a lot of video games. But I'm finally feeling alive-ish, kind of. I played a game today, so you know that was fun. I mean, we'll take it. Take it. We'll take. I went. Well, I went for a state dinner today, so we did different things. We did different things. I had soup. Yeah. Yeah. No. I don't yeah. like soup. Not a soup fan. Uh, <laughs> if you didn't know, this is my Xbox and Me, our weekly Xbox podcast, right here on youtube.com slash my Xbox and Me and all podcast services. Uh, if you want to support the show financially, have the patreon.com slash mcfixer. A few changes are going to be happening real, real soon. We're at the end of the year. So keep an eye out. Obviously, we'll talk about them here on the show, on the podcast, um, and everywhere else. Um, make sure you go follow us on uh twitch we're gonna be live hopefully three days a week over there soon we have just passed 80 followers now which very happy about we are on the road to affiliation i think all we've got to do now is stream a certain amount of hours and have a certain amount of views and we're sorted for that yeah. um so yeah lots and lots of good stuff to come and also please hit the subscribe button if you are not subscribed you may be watching the video ver- uh, the, you might be listening to the audio please go hit the subscribe button last time i checked we've gone under our goal that we were trying to hit a while ago as we've you know the bots have been getting uh deleted off youtube which is a good thing i'm happy about that i don't want bots uh subscribing to us but it's put us at one point at 1.49k and we want to be at least over the 1.5 so if you are not subscribed please 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 consider doing so hitting the subscribe button don't cost you a thing and helps us out immensely so please do that if you can um shout out to our patreon producer this week mr erengard as always we do appreciate you sir topic of the show this week it's a sad one despawn it's a sad one for me a really really sad one for me personally um the one and only e3 the show that pretty much got me into video game journalism really mm-hmm. i would say like watching igm religiously and then obviously kind of funny when greg miller colin tim nick um kevin all left and went over to make kind of funny um and then obviously i used to tune into GameSpot when they had their stage and yeah there, there's been a lot but e3 the show known as e3 that has been dying for many many years let's be honest mm-hmm. has officially officially closed its doors um which they tweeted out from their official twitter account which is after more than two decades of e3 each one bigger than the last don't think i quite agree with that uh the time has come to say goodbye thanks for the memories ggwp um e3 what are some of your favorite memories from e3 i mean the one that stands out is obviously keanu reeves calling everyone breathtaking it's just the one right um the was it was it the um? I, I feel like it was E3. Was it the original Final Fantasy VII uh, remake announcement there? I believe so. Yeah, I that one. Wrong, that one was a good one. Um, I feel the oh, so many good ones. Xbox like the Halo, the the first Halo, and I know everyone doesn't like the Halo Infinite uh, outcome, but the original the poncho, announcement. Poncho chief. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when poncho when chief that when that thing came out of the desert. And it finally showed it was Master Chief. Oh, what an announcement that was! Uh, yeah, yeah. Man, I've got a few. I'm excited. I've got. Yeah, I'm <laughs> just talking about it. Dead. No, I'm just talking about <laughs> it. Excitement. This is why I'm so sad about this news. 
just yeah, yeah like, i think i think the thing for me is like uh, the the xbox one launch mm-hmm. was was one that always will spring to mind just because i was such a I've never been a fanboy, but I was definitely an Xbox apologist then, mm-hmm. um, especially during that early. I don't think I'd, we had started the podcast just yet, so you didn't get to hear fully all, all that. But I remember having the arguments with my friends after that showcase of like, yeah, always being online's a great thing. What do you mean? There's mm-hmm. no disc yet. Did the sharing games? Who cares? Like, but I remember that just watching that showcase, and this was before I was covering the industry, um, watching the reaction streams and things like that, and being like, walking away from that, being like, that was bad, right? That was bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was bad. That was that was bad. That was a lot. To, but I like the TV stuff. I remember that being like, yeah, but I like TV. I watch TV. I love the TV. TV's good. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I agree. TV, TV. Um, I was the exact opposite and... for that one. Yeah. I was like, TV. Why? Why am I hearing about TV? Why am I bringing the NFL up on my uh, on my Xbox? I don't care. Tell me about the no. games. I'll uh, be honest with you. I was all in. Snap. Yeah. When they did the snap feature. To be fair, like, the Yo! snap feature was cool. I- I'm sad that that went. Uh, being able, to, I found it. I don't know if if you ever used it for like guides and tutorials. No. I used to snap a YouTube uh, to the left while I was playing a game if I got no. stuck on something. That's uh, what they wanted you to do, but I didn't. I always had a PC next to me. Why was I? Why was I doing that? I didn't. Ooh, no, you missed the PC gamer. No well, I had a laptop next to me, but you know, same thing, same thing. Um, yeah. So I, E three man, E three, E three is the only show that I never was able to get to. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I got myself to TwitchCon uh, for shows I wanted to go to. By the way, uh, got myself to EXO in nine twenty nineteen. Got myself to TwitchCons now. Um, we've done a load of great stuff. But E three was this year was going to be the year that mm-hmm. I was like, oh fuck it, I'll just do it. Obviously, it, it is nowhere near what it was mm-hmm. um, back in the day because back in the day it used to be just press. So it was just press and enthusiast press type situation. Um, and you just have those type of people walking the floor, doing their appointments, running their rounds. Obviously, it very much changed into like a PAX or a Comic-Con type thing um, as years have gone by. But yeah, man, sad to see E3 go. I really am. The the, the iconic photo of the PlayStation the Xbox booth being next yeah, to each other. Yeah, the side-by-sides. Yeah, there will never be anything like that probably ever again. And just the pure hype of like sorting out a schedule i remember sorting that schedule so like pre-reaction and post-show content mm-hmm. like and then um, you're looking at your schedule and it's like man i'm gonna be awake for like three days straight just yeah. chugging red balls and just watching all this video game um that was it being put to you yeah did you always have the google doc right well this starts at this time so that starts at that mm-hmm. time so if i get some sleep at this time i know nope, then there was no sleep, <laughs> no <laughs> literally, sleep. Okay. I, used to, I was just editing on the stream i literally so. used to be wake up react uh, like uh pre-show mm-hmm. react post-show edit everything put it out onto the next one boom boom mm-hmm. boom 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 it was like a a well-oiled machine that wasn't well-oiled <laughs> <laughs> it was just kind of a rusty little machine just it was a machine in the corner it was yeah, just yeah. a machine yeah yeah but no. it, it, yeah there's nothing like it though there really is nothing yeah. like it um again i'm genuinely sad to see it go um i feel like the writing was on the wall for a few years now though unfortunately yeah. i think obviously read pop came in and took over like arranging it mm-hmm. uh but that got cancelled um I, so as a fan this is going to sound controversial i think inviting fans to the show was the first nail in the coffin i feel like a lot of people started backing out soon after they started letting just uh the normal community in there 
I don't I don't know if that was the problem. I think the problem was the pro- the biggest problem was obviously COVID was a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as game companies realized, EA were to give credit where credit is due to EA. EA were the first to really pull out of it and go, why don't we just do this ourselves? Yeah. I actually went to the first ever EA play as well. That was mm-hmm. at um, when they did it in LA and England simultaneously, yeah. and it kept switching from. And I was in the, in the crowd for the England one, um, obviously not the LA one. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah. It, EA were the first to pull out properly. Mm-hmm. And then the now in the coffin really was when Sony pulled out, if I'm being honest. Yeah. As soon as Sony were like, we Why don't we need this? to be paying you this much money to do this show anymore. That's when I feel like they, and again, I feel like that's when they they really went downhill. Give You've got to give credit to Sony where it's due. They have really good showcases usually. Mm-hmm. Their showcases have usually got a lot of hype stuff being announced um that talks to most gamers third party and first party um and yeah they they pulled out and then xbox pulled themselves to the nokia center and the writing was on the rule for a while it was like e3 was more a terminology than it was an actual show of like e3 week but ea over here and playstation over here and Mm -hmm. xbox over here and then you've got a couple of people at e3 nintendo (laughs) do direct in a week or so yeah. yeah exactly exactly so i think that like you said there like covid was like one of the big parts of it is like everyone started having to not be at e3 so they had to realize how to do it all remotely and by the time they'd done that uh awesome you just chucked out the outline the lining but that's fine (laughs) um but no uh once they did that it was like i think once people realized that they could just do these presentations themselves they didn't need to be on the show floor they could release demos and early builds online for people which i think a lot i know the game awards started doing that around summer game fest a lot of the time yeah. as well like trying to get companies to release like demos around that time mm-hmm. and i think once that started happening um obviously like e3 became kind of surplus to requirements yeah unfortunately the thing that makes me the saddest though as well as obviously the e3 moments everyone loves a good e3 moment we mentioned the kenny reeds and things like that i don't feel like that stuff's gone though I don't no, feel like I don't think it is. Gone. What I was going to say is, while those moments linked intrinsically to E3 are not going to be there, there'll be other presentations and things like that, the thing that upsets me the most is the effect this is going to have on the industry at large, uh, especially when we talk about like indie developers, because the indie developer access to publishers and things like that that happened at E3 mm-hmm. behind closed doors, I don't think a lot of people have tried to replicate that. You've got Day of the Devs that you've happens got, in San Francisco. You've got like Day of the Devs. I think like PAX do something similar. Absolutely a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Gamescom a little bit as well. But like no nothing to the level where there was like a judges week where people would be there to view just the, the games in the back office. And again, those are the type of games that it'd be the first time anyone ever gets to see them. You, those are the things that get publishing deals for people. And I'm worried that that's going to have an effect on the like the industry at large. Yeah, I I do get what you mean. I mean, I guess it's like anything, right? It, it I feel like we're going to take a step back to take a step forward. I'd love to mm-hmm. see another industry event happen in place yeah. of E3. I don't know who will put it on. Maybe Jeff Keighley can. Um, but as long it, as it gives people more than thirty seconds to talk I about think, the games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like it's not so much the show floor. I, it, smaller show floor, but just for press mm-hmm. slash you know, infuse this press or whatever you want to call what it is we do. Um, 
I think there's still a place for that in the industry. That isn't this show floor space is going to cost you seven hundred thousand pound, and that's yeah. pro- the problem where E3 was, which was like, you want show floor space at E3, and you want your big, you know, set piece of, mm-hmm. you know, Zelda or Halo or whatever it is. We're going to charge you out the arsehole for it just because we're E3, and I think just people were just like, we don't need you. Like, yeah. you need us. We don't need you, and that's really where. E3 got lost in the source, I feel like, as of like from a publishing point of view of like, yeah, you need us. No, no we don't. No. We don't. And I think I think that's like I say, once uh, once COVID hit and people realized that they didn't need E3, it's very quick to look at their books and be like, why are we spending like thousands of pounds? Hundreds just... of thousands of pounds. Yeah, yeah. Hundreds of thousands <laughs> of pounds just to do something we can do online for like a fraction of the cost. We've already got a studio back in the in the back offices. So we'll just use that. Yeah, no, exactly. I think it's it's yeah, no, you, you hit the nail on the head there, really. It's it's we can do this at a fraction of the cost and still have the exact, if not better, reach because mm-hmm. we control the messaging of the whole day. Look at a Ubisoft again. I don't think Ubisoft showcase was that great, but they held the whole day of mm-hmm. news for that for that day, you know? Like we were all talking about the E3 the, the sorry, the Ubisoft showcase. Yeah, yeah. They have to share that with a Bethesda showcase coming in three hours or a Nintendo Direct coming in two hours. No, it no. was, I think, for gamers, we're losing that that magic of like all that stuff at one day. Mm-hmm. But as a whole, it's probably better for our industry from a first party front. Yeah. Maybe not from an indie perspective or or people yeah. like that, but from a first party front, I feel like they get to control their messaging way better now. Yeah, I think from a production side, like from our side personally, like I like having the longer run times of like everything not being like three presentations in a day kind of thing. Like give me one a day while it's fun to do that whole yeah, down 12 Red Bulls and start vibrating yeah. as you uh, start editing, making thumbnails. Mm-hmm. That's great. But like being able to like sit down and like say do a do a presentation, do a push or actually break it down analytically and like go over the things that you hyped about rather than worry about right we'd have to do that tomorrow because there's another presentation now and then we need to get the thumbnails for that and we need to do all this and that it's like i like having it be a little bit more spaced out to an extent to an extent right i think as a whole you're right like i think selfishly i just loved the hype yeah we had and we did it was just so it was such a hype moment of like watching the Xbox, we never, I don't think we'll ever get, and it was a little toxic, I guess, but like, I don't think we'll ever get the, who had a better showcase, Xbox or PlayStation anymore. I think you we'll still get like, that, that's gone now. but not to I don't the think extent. It is. I don't think you will, because they'll never do a, there'll never be a showcase again where Xbox and PlayStation are one after the other, ever. Uh, Not like on the day, or day, 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 day by day. That's yeah, no, we'll never saying. get that. But I still think like, it's the internet. The internet will always be like, they'll always be like around the Summer Game Fest. So we'll be like, okay, so we've got the opening light live for Summer Game Fest. Uh, and then the day after it'll be Xbox. Two days later, it'll be Sony. Uh, yeah, then there'll be we'll Ubisoft. You don't? I don't know. I mean, we've I been don't. getting it for the I last think... few years, like without. Yeah, but E3. I feel like how E3 is gone, gone. I feel like it'll be a case of Xbox will give Open Night Live a couple of announcements and then they'll save the rest of theirs for their day, which is four months down the line and the same thing for playstation i just don't think well i don't remember when did we when do we get them anymore like we not as close together but it's usually a week in between or something like that right it's not usually days if i remember Um, right i'm pretty sure the last one was a few days between was it i think they're they're trying to stick around the summer game fest time because again jeff does like 
for yeah, all that's the, the calendar thing. Yeah, for all the slack we give him, he's very good at kind of trying to arrange companies to work around that area. Mm. Um, just to for the hype of gaming, uh, and I think yeah, like the last few have always been around the same time, like within a few days you're apart. Right. I think you're right. I'm probably wrong. I'm just misremembering, but yeah, it's 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 one of them things, mate. It's one yes. of them things. It's not, oh. Nothing you can do. You can. There's nothing you can do. It's not bad. I wanted to go back to how I want it. Okay. R.I.P. Three. But yeah, rest in peace, Three. You will be missed forever, and I'm I'm annoyed I never got yeah. to you. I'm yes. annoyed I never got so, to you. So here's a question before we move on. Is there any events that you have not been to now that you are going to make an extra effort to go to just in case something goes horribly wrong? Um, I mean, I guess going to our PAX would be a good idea now. Um, PAX South, I think, or East, one of the two. Yeah. I think one of them's better than the other. I think maybe East is better than South, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, I'll probably get myself to a PAX at some point, but again, I'm not. I'll be honest, and this is this is definitely privilege, uh, being in a privileged position of doing this for a long time. I'm just not hot on cons anymore. You know, you've been to a con with me. I'm very, yeah, I am yeah. very jaded. I am very. Uh, it's hard, man. Especially now. Again, I'm in a privileged position where obviously I work with a lot of publishers and people send me games and things like that. I just don't feel the need to queue up and play. Insert game title here. Then when yeah. the, I've probably already got a code at home for that game, or I can get invited to a preview event or something like that if i really wanted to you know yeah. um which again very privileged position i'm in i've been working a long time in the industry i totally understand i like going to an uh to a con for a day mm -hmm. i don't like doing a con for four days anymore yeah. like I I, that first day i've got the energy after that and again i'm old i'm an older person compared to uh, in the industry now i'm getting old um getting old getting old um yeah i just don't have that same that same energy for it's it right, you know like it, i yeah, used yeah. to bro i used to i remember my first comic-con ever me and Haley paid to go the ps4 had just been announced and it was there at the show floor for the first time and i remember us like sprinting to assassin's mm -hmm. creed just so i could touch the controller yeah, i remember yeah. going to um game like game had the xbox one mm -hmm. um they had like a, a thing before that came out i remember yeah, yeah. queuing up and going to that so i could touch the controller and play forza and play dead rising like you know those things and then now obviously 10 years down the line or eight eight or nine years down the line i'm i'm, I'm very privileged but i was one of the first people to ever have the xbox series console in the uk so you know it's just life has changed in a in a very crazy different way but i'm yeah i'm still super excited about it nonetheless say, we've all we've all excited. seen the gif of you being excited hooking your xbox uh, i mean I, I was the face of xbox for a while there i may or may not insert into the video right here perfect <laughs> <laughs> but no, for me i think the uh, the one that i want to go to more than anything and i think it'd be really good if we could make content around it is gamescom yeah, games come. Well, it's close to close to us. Close enough. It is, to yeah. Us. I mean, get get to an opening night live for that, and uh, yeah, getting like like I said, maybe spending just a day like trying to get interviews with devs and things like that. It'd be fun. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I'm very much like you with the case of like I'm getting to that point in my life where I'm like I don't want to spend hours queuing to play ten minutes of a game that I know in six weeks I'll be playing it anyway. Exactly. Uh, and that's not a case of just like getting a code. Like more often than not, I'll buy a game I love. Uh, but yeah. like yeah, there's very much like. There's a, there's a certain joy about playing a game first before anyone else gets a hold of it. Yeah. But yeah, it after a while that kind of the shine comes gets wipes off really quickly after you spent ten hours on your feet. I think for me it's it's that thing of like 
I don't need to play this to have an opinion of it anymore because I know I'm going to play it anyway and buy mm-hmm. it or whatever it is, like Alan Wake I bought. And like, I didn't need to Same. play that at Gamescom. I didn't need to play that anywhere else. Like, I just knew that was a game that I was going to play and enjoy. So, yeah, man. But, um, yeah, rest in PC3. You will be missed. You will be missed. Um, let's jump into what's been in our box, bro. What I know you've been sick this week. You played anything or nothing at all? Um, so I've been playing a couple of mobile games, nothing exciting. Um, Sonic Dash is kind of so it's one of the games that's available on Netflix um for their mobile. It's basically an endless runner, but it's actually quite fun. Definitely oh, check man. it out if you've got Netflix. Uh it's got a really good loop of like every step is like just you know, if you just play one more run, you'll get that next little unlock and kind of things like that. Very good. Um, but I finally today, after being bedridden for the last few days, got out of bed and played a bit of Alan Wake. Um, the new uh, Final Draft DLC, or New Game Plus, I guess, is what they're calling it. So they're calling it the Final Draft. Uh, that dropped earlier last week. Yeah. Um, so I started my run for on that again. Um, it's so far, is shaping up to be just a standard New Game Plus. With the odd little hint that something is different. Oh. So, like, there is the odd extra manuscript page that I find, which kind of, again, I'm not going to talk about the, the main story for those that haven't played yeah. it, but it hints to some of the ending, like, concepts. Okay. Uh, so if you were finished the game and you want to just stick it on story mode, run through everything really quickly, um, it does a really good job of, like, you start off with your single weapon, but it is whatever upgrade you got in it. And then when you get to your first shoe box, you'll find all the other weapons that you found. So you can just oh, yeah. use them to just like speed run through. Um, yeah. Again, not a spoiler. It's been confirmed. There is a second ending that you only get by playing the final draft. So oh. I am, that's why I'm speed running on story mode at the moment, just so I can get that next ending. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much been it. I, tr- I started um, Avatar uh, as well. I not got too far into it. I'm pretty much still on the on rails section um so i've made it out of the base at the beginning and i've yeah. done a few of the bits where it's like just here's how learning how the world works yeah god damn that game is beautiful very good looking game very, that very is a sexy game. little game i'm just saying but yeah they've done a wonderful job of like capturing what pandora looked like in the movies did i talk about avatar last week when uh, i played it i think i forgot i don't know i Again, think i might have yeah, I think I forgot. So yeah, I played Avatar as well. I also played Alan Wake. So I'll I'll start with Avatar and go back to Alan Wake. Okay. Um, yeah, I played probably. So I played probably about six hours of the game, but I've done the same part twice again. Yeah, yeah. Work for Ubisoft, you know, take everything I say, we're pinch of salt, blah blah blah. Um, yeah, I like what I've played. I do see the. I see it got sevens, a lot of sevens in the yeah. reviews. I see it as a seven. It mm-hmm. is definitely a seven in its gameplay. Um, it doesn't feel like it's going to be very complicated. It, it, like I agree with you a hundred percent. The environment is absolutely beautiful. Um, yeah, I like it. I'm probably going to play it to completion mm-hmm. because I like those type of games, you know? Um, and I see a lot of, obviously a lot of, uh, comparisons. Everyone keeps saying, Oh, it's Far Cry, Avatar, Far Cry, Avatar, Far Cry. I'm like, yeah, I guess, but could you not say that about most open world games then? Like, if it's yeah. first person open world, is that a Far Cry game? No. Like, you're not running around doing towers and things like that. You can, like, there is compounds and things like that that you can get to. Mm-hmm. Um, But I'm enjoying it a lot. Yeah. Like, for and what again, it is. I enjoy it for what it is. Yeah, yeah. And again, people say, like, oh, it's, Av- it's Avatar Fire Cry. How is that a bad thing? 
Far Cry is a good series. Um, the Avatar films are a gorgeous series and an interesting enough story to want to play it. It's like, I think it's a great combination. And yeah, seven, like, depending on how the story goes, maybe even an eight right now. Uh, I'm very interested to keep playing that. Uh, now that I'm feeling a lot better, I can finally jump in and do so. Um, I should also say, obviously, code provided by uh, one MC Fixer, as in lieu of uh, Ubisoft as well. Thank I've you. Got for a them. package. I'll probably show next week. Uh, yeah, we, don't, we can't show your package on the internet, mate. It's um, not that package. Oh, okay. Um, I got the collector's edition. Ooh, yeah. Can I want to see your package now? Okay, well, next week, next week, yeah. They sent it to the wrong address, so they sent it to my mum's house. My mum's uh, like, why is there a big box here for you? I'm like, I don't know, I didn't order nothing. And then, like, I told my sister to open it. It's like, Avatar? I was like, oh, perfect, okay. I'm on my way. I'll come and get that tomorrow, no problem, yeah. no problem. Um, yeah, so I played Alan Wake, I finished it, completed it, it is done. Um, again, no spoilers, of course, but yeah, fantastic game. Definitely in my top ten list of this year. Um, probably in my top five, if I'm being totally honest with you. Survival horror fans, we ate this year. Mm-hmm. We ate this year. Resident Evil 4, fantastic. Dead Space remake, fantastic. Alan Wake, fantastic. Like, honestly, we ate this year. Um, I'll probably go into more details about it another time, but if you haven't played Alan Wake 1, I would suggest you go and play that um, before doing Alan Wake 2. I do think Alan Wake 2 is a fantastic game, but I do think it leaves a lot to be desired if you haven't played the first game if you don't know certain characters mm-hmm. the world can be a little confusing i think yeah. um but yeah no, I'd, I don't I'd agree. It's definitely up there. yeah i think i we've talked about this before i think they did a relatively okay job of making saga's confusion kind of alleviate yes. that a little uh, bit yeah um but yeah i definitely think you you cannot go wrong by playing either playing the remastered version that's on epic and consoles Oh yeah, what just watching a video of all the uh, the like there's a lot of story breakdowns out there. You'll find a good one. Yeah. Uh, I know our friends over at Future have got a good one out there as well. Uh so yeah, definitely go check out them. Uh but yeah, no, definitely play Alan Wake too. It's I it's a it's a reason it won so many awards. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Uh more about Baldur's Gate, don't need to talk about that. And then last but not least, uh two quick ones. Rainbow Six new season, been playing that. Um I like the updates they've done on that. So now mm-hmm. they've got they've gotten rid of terrorist hunt. Um, but they now have like an okay. AI train training mode. So you can load in with like five randoms or you can load in with your party and you can play like a normal match, but it's just against AI. Okay. So you can actually learn the maps now, you can learn that's um, cool. Different peaks and things like that. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. I think it's a very smart thing. You can set the difficulty of the AI as well. I was so. going to ask, like, what's the difficulty level like for that? Uh, see, it's very the easy is very easy. So mm-hmm. you can you can spend a lot of time. They're not they're not very smart. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm I'd love to jump back in, but Rainbow Rainbow is just it's full of people that are so good at the game. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, I have fun when I play, but they did the they've got a new mode at the moment, which is the freeze um freeze for all which is okay. that limited time event and okay. it's so much fun you run you load in with a character it's a different loadout each time um they got specific loadouts and um you're on this new map that you go around you it's a free-for-all shootout obviously and then when you die you go on top of the roof and you throw snowballs down okay. if you hit a person with the snowball it shows they're they're detected on the map for everybody oh, else okay Nice. Yeah. Interesting. Lot interesting. A lot of fun. I had I had a lot of fun playing that for about three hours nice. um over on the UB channel, which was yeah, 
very, very good. Very, like I say, very. Dare I ask how long you spent throwing snowballs compared to running around? Um, a lot. Okay. A lot. Okay. Yeah, I didn't win. I never won a single match. I came third once. Nice. Um, but yeah, it was good. I had, a, I, had a, I had a good time with it. I had a very, very good time with it. And then last but not least, I know another UB title, I do apologize, but uh, Skull and Bones Closed Bayer is obviously out right now. Um, we gave away a load of codes over on the channel. And um, yeah, man, it's, it's Skull and Bones. I enjoy yeah. it. I, I, haven't, I haven't got any further than I got before previously, um, but I... I like Skull and Bones. I hate to say it. Like, I feel like the internet's going to hate me for it. But um, I think it's going to be a seven, maybe yeah. eight, seven and eight, I feel like, one of those two um, in that region when it comes to reviews. I think if you are looking for a pirate game where ship combat is obviously the main focus, you're going to really enjoy this game. And if you're expecting anything else, like third-person combat or exploration VR, third-person and things like that, you're not going to enjoy this game. This yeah. game is very much a pirate ship game. And if you enjoy the combat from what I'm told, Assassin's Creed Black Flag pirate ship stuff, you're going to love this game. Simple as that. Yeah, I feel like they've been very upfront that this is a pirate ship Oh yeah, game like it's not I a pirate it game. People, it doesn't yeah. stop people from being confused or pretending yeah. to be confused. Yeah, it's like no, but I want this. This is the game I want. Mm. Well, this is the game they're making. Either get on board or go overboard. Literally, get I don't on know. Board, yeah. go overboard. I like yeah, yeah. it. I like it. I like it. I'm here all week. Um, well done. Well yeah. done. Uh, yeah, let's jump into this week's dashboard, shall we? Let's get into some news. Uh, first piece of news: we have Game Pass Ultimate has now been added to MetaQuest. Uh, so the things you need to know about this one is players with Xbox Game Pass Ultimate can now enjoy hundreds of games with their MetaQuest headset set, sets. Jesus words. Uh, with the Xbox Cloud Gaming beta app, um, you've got Forza on there, Hi-Fi Rush, you know, all of the titles you'd expect to be there are there waiting for you on your MetaQuest headset. Um, you get it by downloading the, the uh, app from the Quest store and launching it on the headset. Exciting. I mean, in a way, it's exciting. I don't think it's. I think it's a very smart move from Meta, if I'm honest, mm -hmm. um, to allow this because they could. Obviously, they're going to lose out on money because some of these titles will also be on Meta. Mm, well, they won't actually. No, because no, yeah, Meta won't, games though. will be VR title. This isn't a yeah, VR. This, this isn't a oh, VR sorry. title. This is yeah, yeah. No, they won't know. Yeah. Yeah, they won't. No, they're not losing anything. Now. Like no. the reason this is smart is I genuinely looked at how easy it would be to get a Meta Quest free as soon as this news dropped. That, like, will you I was, use it? yes 100 like i know i'll use it for things like this i'll just like if i want a quiet like hour or so maybe the missus is watching something on tv i'll just fire up another screen somewhere with my meta quest or maybe i'll let i'll play beat saber with the meta quest mm -hmm. um yeah so there are there are definitely reasons i would play this game and i want to get into vr titles more as well anyway because like the industry is still kind of supporting them on a regular basis yeah yeah, yeah, yeah like no, we've just we've had like things like village and resident evil 4 vr in its way and uh, things like that so yeah like this is exciting i'm like i always like the idea of like not so much the vr side but the ar side of it of like being able to have like a floating screen yeah. uh in your normal environment and i think the meta quest 3 offers pass through anyway yes i think so I know it's got external cameras, so I don't know if they'll use that for like pass through. Uh, so it'd be interesting to like maybe just like use it and like have my PC and have like a TV up there floating or whatever. I saw a, I saw a TikTok the other day of a guy cooking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was cooking his dinner, 
while he was watching TV and doing the it, all in MetaQuest. And I was like, that seems like a lot of work, but hey, if it works for it's you, the it future, works. Right? Like, it's the future, right? It's the future. I mean, it's a step in the right direction, you know? It's definitely a step in the right direction. They're still very expensive, mm-hmm. is I what think... I will say. It's still £479 right now on Curry's. Uh, probably get that... for about 450 on Amazon. Yeah. Is that the, the three? Yes, three. Yeah, because yeah, 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 I don't think the Game Pass app is available on two. It's not. I've got no. two and it's not available on that. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, yeah. would you, would, I'm assuming as soon as this news dropped, you went to check and try it out. No, I didn't check and try okay. it out. I just checked. I just had a look to see if it was compatible online. Mm-hmm. But, um, I do. The thing is, I do like the quest a yeah. lot. Like I remember when we first got here, we were using it. Um, we don't have a lot of room in this space that we live, um, so it wouldn't be great. But I know Haley loved it. She ended up buying Beat Saber on it and having a great time with it. It does kind of make me want a free just yeah. to have it. But I don't know, man. Again, it's one of those ones where I'm like, oh, is it going to go this? It's a lot of money, and it's just going to sit around not being used. Am I really yeah. gonna do this again? Like, yeah, I don't know. Again, if um, anyone wants to send me one and when I start reviewing VR games, I'm definitely interested. Definitely I was interested. gonna say if there's any co-op games you wanna send us to, mm, I, yeah, good you know, point, we'll, good point. We'll, you know, the my Xbox and me crew would definitely test those out to its fullest extent. My Xbox and me extra. I'll yeah. do segment where we do VR and PlayStation games. Mm-hmm. Perfect. My, my VR <laughs> and me coming soon. You heard it here first. <laughs> Don't be surprised. Um, but yeah, it's just still big news. I mean, I'll be honest, the Game Pass stuff definitely helps. Yeah. It definitely, definitely helps me. It definitely makes me go, oh, maybe I do want this. Yeah. Um, I mean, this leads but... into what Microsoft have been trying to do with like, oh, we want 2 billion people playing our games. Is like, it's just another avenue that... Um, people who wouldn't have had it before or may not have had access to it before now can be like all those people like the the vr evangelist could be like all right cool now i can play forza or redfall or other good games uh on on my uh, vr headset now that technically the vr headset wouldn't have been able to run the fact that it's using the cloud uh infrastructure uh which again uh, that is the thing i did play a couple of games i tried to play a couple of games we mentioned it earlier so i tried to play uh Again, going into cloud gaming, I was using it for Persona 5 Tactica, and I started uh, The Man Who Erased His Name as well, uh, The New Like a Dragon. So only for mm-hmm. playing like 20 minutes or so just to test it out. But works perfectly fine. I like give me that in a, VR, a full VR headset where I can digitally create a 100-foot screen and play video games on it. Oh, the future. You're kind of making me want to buy this now. I'm not going to lie to you. You're making me want to buy it, and I really shouldn't, because I know I'm not going to use it. I mean, I might have a conversation with the boss later. My boss, not not you. My actual boss, which is Mrs. Despawn, and see if she'll be okay with me buying it. Yeah, I don't need to ask. I could just buy it. It could be here tomorrow. Yeah, I kind of need, mm. you know. I'm, I'm not and the boss. You need permission. So, yeah, I'm not the boss, so... <laughs> all right let me know if i should buy this everyone email in my xbox and me podcast at gmail.com or hit me up in the discord yes or no let me know let me know uh we do have a question here though mm-hmm. uh what are your uh opinions on xcloud now being available on uh, metaquest seems odd to have game pass on a vr headset when xbox doesn't have vr games i think that's the point for it right mm-hmm. it's not supposed to be uh, that one's for stead by the way um they're not that's not supposed to be what they're going for they're not going for um vr tiles they're going for an application it to me is more appealing now and that's mm-hmm. what metaquest knew because at the end of the day i probably won't buy too many metaquest games 
Yeah. I would probably use it for I'd probably use it for like the you know NBA you've got like NBA pass on it so you can watch games and like you're in the stadium. Mm-hmm. And if Tot I tell you right now, if Tottenham came out with a, a VR um, a VR season touchline, ticket, yeah, yeah. touchline season ticket, I'd never I'd never go to a Tottenham game again. If I can yeah. get that same atmosphere mm-hmm. and the sound and everything in this headset and yeah. I'm in the seat at the halfway line, not cold, not having to travel travel there, travel back home. Bro, not spending fifteen pounds on a beer. Come on. Not uh, I don't right. do you know what? I don't ever begrudge paying for food or drink. Yeah, That's no. one thing that I don't actually moan about. I moan about way more other things, like you know, things I shouldn't moan about than dealing with the actual people there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Having to just yeah, having to sit. I'm a big boy, so sitting next to a guy that's the same size as me, and we're mm-hmm. both like this, and we're like what trying to watch the football, and enjoy it, but we're both trying not to invade each other's personal space. Yeah. Um, yeah, if they if they if they came out with something like this, I would be all over it. I'm not gonna lie, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's the future. But, right? uh, this is what we're after. And again, to answer Stead's question, like we said, like this isn't Xbox trying to encroach on the VR market. This is no. Xbox trying to get those VR users into Game Pass, which is a perfect thing for this. Like they're trying to get people that were like, well, maybe I'll I'll use that. I don't know if they still do it, like the one pound a month thing. Um some I think they have a couple of deals on still. Kind yeah. of really, like maybe someone will be like, all right, I've got a VR headset. I can get access to all these uh these titles in Game Pass. I'll try it out for a month. And then they forget to cancel it and they pay for six months or whatever. That's what that's the kind that's why they do these deals. So they can get more people into the ecosystem. And it makes perfect sense. Like we've we've been spoken for the last five minutes about like how we're thinking about buying a MetaQuest just because of this. There will be people on the other side who'll be just like, I will get Game Pass because it's now available on my VR headset. I just added one to my basket. Oh no. Do you want to add two and I'll uh, I'll send you the money, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Your wife's like, why has Fixer got a donation for £450? Oh, oh I had to, you know. Charity yeah. stream. Charity you know. stream. <laughs> yeah, charity, charity. Charity Bing is at home, right? Exactly. exactly. Your headset. <laughs> uh, next up, Hideki, uh, Hideki, sorry, uh, Yamaka, Yam. Hideki uh, Kimaya. I say it wrong. I'm not going to lie, the Invisalign doesn't help right now. I'm going to yeah. be honest. Uh, on why he left Platinum Games, you know exactly who we're speaking about. Uh, quote, My work with Platinum Games was based on a relationship of trust with the company. I decided to leave because I felt that the direction the company was heading in was different from my beliefs as a developer. Without that element of trust, I couldn't continue, uh, trust. I couldn't continue working there. So I left so that I can so I could continue working in what I consider to be the right way. I don't think games as a product, as products, but rather as a work of art. I want to put my artistry into games and deliver games that could only be made by me. So yeah, players yeah. that, yeah, I feel it fine weird him. There's no way the quote is, he said his own name. Yeah, yeah. No, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Hideki. Uh, so players can enjoy Hideki games exactly as they are. I decided to... Uh, leave the company and forge my own path to continue making games that reflect the developers who made them. End quote. Yami writes in and says, while Hideki uh, Kam, i.e. saying that he left Platinum Games due to them wanting to focus on growing uh, and him wanting to focus on artistry of making games, do you think that was the right thing? Should companies go back to the old days uh, where they made strange and wonderful games or just tried to make the next big franchise. 
I'll be honest, I don't think there's a right or wrong here. I think there's a your decision, mm-hmm. if I'm honest with you. Um, for me, Hideki can make the decision he wants like he has, which is he wants to make a game in a certain type of way. And I'm sure he's a very, 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 very talented uh, individual who will probably be able to get the backing from that, just like a Kojima can and people like that. Um, but I don't think I don't think that Platinum are wrong for wanting to grow in a way that probably their shareholders want them to, and yeah. um, and the company itself probably maybe want to some people. And I don't think that Hideki's wrong here. I, I don't think there's a I don't think there's a right or wrong here. I think there's a make your own decision and live with the consequences, right? Like at the end of the day, I think, and that's where the conversation gets a bit shaky because Hideki comes out, makes his next game and it's not a hit. He is going to, he is going to have to answer to somebody who's put the back in behind him in mm-hmm. terms of money. Not many people put money into artistry, um, not especially in games, expecting no return on their investment. Yeah. Like that's just the truth of it. Um, but, Platinum as as a company as well have not exactly hit games out of the park each time, have they? So no, I don't, I don't, I don't blame them for wanting to change their direction of how they do things as well. So I don't think Eva's wrong. I don't think Eva's right. I just think there's do what's right for quote unquote you being the company you, and then Hideki himself is the you. Yeah, I think there's yeah, there's a market for both options here, definitely. Uh, like publishers, developers want to make the biggest best titles they can they want to grow their company year but year on year um but at the end of the day this is a creative industry and the people that are making the games on the floor want to be creative and if at the end of the day those two kind of things can't align in any way if you can't find any common ground then yeah maybe it is better to uh, separate and go your separate ways and see do what works for you um i'm interested to see what hideki does next um like i say his games have always been more of the interesting side uh so yeah definitely interested to see what he does uh interested to see what happens to platinum now as well uh like because again from what i understand like hideki was basically spearheading their games for them yep. so i'm interested he's gonna either a step up or if if it's gonna be like say like it becomes more like a platinum title rather than a named developer title as it were but yeah, um, I don't think either of them are wrong in, in the decisions they've made to answer uh, Yami's question. Uh, should companies go back to the old days where they made Stranger One of the Games? I don't think a lot of companies can. No. At the end of the day, I, like... I, to companies... answer that question itself, no, I don't think they yeah. should go back to that way because a lot of com- yeah. a lot of companies put out crap games back in the day. Mm-hmm. We, what, so movie tie-in games, should we get that back? Because yeah. you can't just take the good. No. That's what I'm going mean, like with this. Yeah. You can't just take the good stuff, right? You, if you're going to say, oh, should companies go back to the old days? Well, you mean the tie-in, you know, tie-in, what, I'm trying to think of some of the, the first Avatar game, which was a tie-in to the film and things, just things like that, you know, that just weren't, they weren't great. They weren't yeah. great. I'm not saying they were terrible, but some, some every now and then you had a good one, but there, you know there's a lot of examples out there of just not great games and yeah i think the way that i'm reading this more it's more a case of like should developers take chances on weird no, concepts, I get what you're interesting saying. concepts like i totally get what yeah. you're saying um but... yeah i don't think like we've said we've said this before like this while it is a creative industry it is also a biz- an industry it's a business so these companies are not going to take those added risks now like games are more expensive to make and like you can't really afford to have a miss anymore 
there was a time back in the day where you could definitely afford to have a miss once or twice if you know you had another title coming up that was going to be a guaranteed hit. So you could... You had things like, again, I think uh, EA were pretty good and Ubisoft as well with the UbiArt stuff with the EA Originals, where they'd have like smaller titles where you'd have those mm -hmm. weird and wonderful things. And I think there is still a scope for that, but it is so rare now. You have to be huge enough to eat a loss and it yeah. not, be a, uh, not be a major issue. Um, again, I speak about it all the time. I love the indie industry, like the indie titles and the flat side of the industry. Uh, I think there's definitely scope there for the more weird and wacky titles that we'll see. But uh, yeah, for, if you're talking like from AAA developers, I don't think there's going to be a lot that will take that risk anymore. It's just not the way the industry's gone anymore. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, next up, Baldur's Gate 3 isn't going to be coming on Game Pass, insists Larry and Boss. Uh, Larry and Boss has spoken to IGN um, in an interview talking about a plethora of different things, but the subject of Game Pass came up. And he said, oh, we always said from the let-go, it isn't going to be on Game Pass. It's not going to be on Game Pass, uh, Vicken said. Uh, when Vinky, sorry, thank you. When Where's... asked whether Xbox had tired, uh, tried to pay them to put the game on the service, describing uh, it as a sensitive question, uh, Vicky pointed out that Larian Studios is in the business of, quote, making a game that has a beginning, middle, and end. He has uh, touted Baldur's Gate 3's lack of microtransactions, which has been praised in some quarters. We made a game, uh, we made a big game, so I think there's a fair price to be paid for that. And I think that that's okay. We don't charge for you any microtransactions on top of it, so you get what you pay for. Up front, it's a big, meaty game. So I think that you should be able to, I think that should be able to exist as it is. This also allows us to continue making other games. I think as a whole i i agree with exactly what he's saying i do think maybe you shouldn't have said it <clears throat> when speaking about game pass because i think the bag could have come along at a certain point in time um when sales die out like a year from now maybe not even a year maybe yeah, a couple yeah. of years from now but they could have made a, another bag mm -hmm. and now if this ever touches game pass playstation plus bloody epic game store mm -hmm. if this ever touches any of those places where they've been paid out for it it's an instant but you said mm -hmm. you said like that's that's one of those things yeah. um but the premise of what you said i totally agree with um, yeah I'm, i've got no problems with this argument here about like the, yeah the, the, the size and scope of this game like you are they are well within their rights to expect that whatever it is 60 to 70 dollars uh, Larry, for this game. I'll tell you right now, and people are not going to like the fact that I say this, but I'm going to say it anyway, because I thought we've seen the conversation around GTA saying it. I'd happily, after playing this game, I would have happily paid $100 for this game. Yeah. Me personally, I would have happily paid it. Um, So okay. that's just, I, I love this game so much. There is so much to it. Again, me and Hayley played the other day. Um, Ends up we're doing some little dungeon area that we're in, and we play the game very different to maybe most people, which is like runs a quest. We don't do that. We explore the entirety of the map um, before we do. We don't just run off. There's a quest. Go do that. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. I want that blank space on the map. We're running in that direction. Let's see what we get into over there. And we did that. Ended up in a cave. Died like six times. Loved it. Loved okay. every minute of it. You know? Um, and oh, Jesus, if you haven't played Baldur's Gate, it's now out on Xbox. Please play Baldur's Gate. It is such a fantastic game. Yeah. Fantastic. I'm, I'm so glad it's on there so we can now make it a game of the year. Spoilers. 
next up and last one, uh, Ubisoft delist the crew. Uh, on December 14th, Ubisoft will be delisting the crew from all... I think it's already done, actually. Um, mm-hmm. From all game storefronts, uh, including Steam as well. Um, this happened early in the day before Ubisoft... Com- they It commented on it, um, but they've put out now that they will be turning off the servers April 1st, 2024. Um, to be expected, honestly, I I hate to say it. Um, the the thing that makes this sad is the fact that no, if you do again, and I've met, I went to the the newest crew crew event, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so I met a bunch of the crew content content creators and things like that. If you're someone like that that makes the crew content and maybe wanted to do a the crew one versus the crew three or ten mm-hmm. you know if they made ten crew games you won't be able to do that because yeah. the servers it's always online game the service will be switched off you won't be able to do that and that's that's sad i think i have fond memories of me playing the crew with Haley and her brother um yeah. just enjoying the game don't get me wrong was was i going to go back and play it again no probably yeah. never and i'd play the newest crew but that's just how i am as a gamer um but yeah, yeah. it is sad i don't blame ubisoft though if they've got 20 people plan the crew why are they going to pay for the service to keep being maintained it, it just doesn't make business sense yeah that's it i mean there's definitely going to be like in the back end there'll be a kind of the, there will be an analysis an analysis run on this of like right we've got this many people playing it it costs this much money to run the servers at some point it's costing us money just to keep them going mm-hmm. why are we doing that and that's probably what's happened here like again this is the first in a trilogy of games you've had the crew crew two crew motor fest now um so you know it's like the first game being delisted makes sense after a while like did we have we got it on here like when did the game actually initially launch like how old is this game now um i can check uh but yeah while you're looking up i mean like this this isn't new like a lot of companies do this once you get to a certain point in a game's life cycle there's like the cost of returns is just it's not worth it having that up there it'd be nice if there was a way for them to make it so it could be a playable offline but again the amount of time and effort that it would take to just do that like it's not going to be worth it for them forget yeah. like you say for a game that is however old and like however many people are playing it december 2nd okay have a guess go on would you reckon to when 2011 2014 damn okay so nine years 10 years. Coming up on 10 years, yeah. Yeah. Coming up on 10 years on it. So, yeah. I, I, I mean, and we've had two crew games beyond that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Crew 2, Crew Motor Crew Fest. 2, and then the Crew Motor Fest. Yep. So, yeah. Um, it's a shame to see it go, but some things have to come to an end, unfortunately. Indeed. Yep. Uh, let's jump into Fixer Sack. Remember, you can email in myxboxandmepodcast at gmail.com uh, or you can hit us up on the Discord. If you haven't joined the Discord, please feel free to because why the heck not, you know? Why the heck not? Uh, first question comes from Origin Cookie Man who says, despite the breath... Uh, bread? Breath. What the, breath? Okay. Yeah. That's not what that says though, right? Yeah, no, that's it. Yeah, that's how you spell that. Interesting. Shout out to you, Ryan Cookie Man. I don't think I've ever seen that word before in my life. Of the Game Awards showing from Xbox, do they have um have have form for holding back holding back for the start of the year? Do you anticipate new news release or shadow drops from games that were not shown? E.g., In There Jones, Stalker Two, Unannounced Three, except no. 
um, Indiana yeah. Jones is still in development. It's mm-hmm. nowhere near ready. Uh, Stalker 2 hasn't got a release date, but I would imagine it'll be middle of the year. I if feel I'm... like, don't quote me on this, but I feel like Stalker 2 did get a release date. because it no, was part... 2024, it got delayed. All oh, right, because I, I know it was part of the PC gaming show. Um, yeah, it's still delayed. I think it got delayed, though. It's just 2024, we know so far. Okay. I'm, I'm looking it up just to be sure because. No, yeah. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I'm right on this one. Uh, nope, just 2024. Um, you are correct. Yeah. Yeah, we, uh, we fact, yeah. We fact check here sometimes. Since when? Um, uh, and then, since and then, now. Other 3 is going to carry on being Unannounced 3. I don't think you're going to get a shadow drop at all. No, I think. Mm-hmm. I think well, I think Xbox have got something planned in terms of giving us some news relatively soonish. I, I, I hope, but no, I don't think it will be any of the titles you've put here or anything that we don't know about. I think we'll get a solid release window for games soon, but just mm-hmm. not yet. Again, they've said that they're on they're on to start releasing a game every quarter, right? Yep, first party um, game every quarter. Yeah, so we'll get something in the first quarter. Um, I don't know what is actually... I, I need to sit down and actually figure out next year's uh, Xbox releases. I don't know what's scheduled for the first quarter yet. Um, Not too sure. You've got to remember yeah. as well, as back as well as like new games and stuff like that, Activision just got bought. They said that there will be no games releasing from Activision in 2023. 2023 yeah. ends in like 10 days. True. So there'll be a lot of Activision titles that could just shadow drop. I don't think we'll get any brand new games straight off the bat, but I could definitely see a lot of Activision titles uh, and Blizzard titles ending up in like PC and console Game Pass. Um, so yeah, there's definitely those kind of things that could definitely shadow drop. Uh, but yeah, for brand new like first party releases that are coming, I don't think there's anything major that we know about that would be ready. No, I agree. I mean, they've got like a Dragon Infinite World, which is like a uh, they've got the marketing for right. So mm-hmm. I feel like they're doing they're going to try and do a good job of like marketing games as if yeah. they're Xbox first party games in the in the early start of the year. But no, I don't I don't know what we have coming exactly. I uh, I usually do like a a thing where I'll do a bunch of research and like try to get the dates in my memory. So um, I'll do that at the end of the year and go from there. But uh, yeah, hope uh, hope we answered your question, Orange and Cookie Man. Uh, El Dozo says. There have been rumors floating around uh, the Twitterverse, you mean the Xverse, about a new console potentially in 2026. True or not, what did you want to see from a new console if or when it comes? I hate these questions. I absolutely hate these questions. Yeah. I, I, I don't know, Eldozo, unfortunately. I just, I again, as a man who doesn't really use his Xbox... I'll be totally honest, doesn't get turned on very often. Um, I'm mainly a PC guy now, which uses the Xbox Game Pass app and things like that. Um, I use my Xbox to watch stuff on sometimes, yeah. mainly football. Um, I don't know what I'd want. As long as it can keep up with the everyday PC and it isn't getting left behind graphically, mm-hmm. um, that's a key component for me. Um, this The console already does better ray tracing. I would have been better off playing Alan Wake on my Series X and my PC because of the ray tracing. It's so good. I played it on yeah. Series X. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I would have been better off, which I'm 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 kind of upset that I didn't, but hey, that's like yeah. um but new features, I honestly oh those are I couldn't even answer, mate. I don't I don't know. I mean smaller, different design, which again we've had a lot of leaks. So we leaks, kind of yeah. know 
we kind of know what's coming in a sense. We don't know mm-hmm. to, to the exact E, um, but we we there's potentially something coming, which is to be expected, right? Yeah, we talked about the leak from the uh, FTC trial, um, and yeah, there was a ton of stuff that was included there. A lot of technical specs in there. Uh, mm-hmm. Personally, the things that I would like to see from a new generation console. I don't think we'll get the exact same, but I'd like them to take advantage of things like, you know, like DLSS that you get on PC yeah, with like AI uh, frame building and things like that. I'd like to see that kind of tech come to consoles uh, and be a bit more prevalent and just be able to like, granted it might up the price a little bit if we're talking about like having a graphics unit inside there that could do that. Mm-hmm. But with cloud computing and things like that, I'd like that to take advantage of some of that kind of stuff. Um... But yeah, like it's so hard to answer these kind of questions when you're talking like something that's technically could be two years out. I'm just I'm not a tech guy either. Yeah. yeah. So I don't have the answers, which is a shame because I just don't I, know what I want. I'm very much the consumer of Does it work? Give me. Does yeah. it work? Like that's just who I am as a yeah. consumer, right? Like, does it work? Can I play it? Does it play games? Play games fast? Loads of fast. Mm-hmm. Load fast? Look pretty. That's yeah. all I care about. What I would right, just I don't necessarily need it. Like I don't want it's not something I personally want, but I'd like it to be able to consistently at 4K60 just to shut up all the people that argue about that being a thing. <laughs> I just I, I'm so sick of that being an argument online. It's like oh, but it doesn't run 4K60. Like, does it run and is it fun? That's what I want it I to do. That doesn't matter. That yeah. doesn't matter. Despawn and does you it know it. You're right. No. Frame rates are all that matter. If it isn't frame rates, then who cares? Facts. You got me there. All right. There. I, I want more frames. Give me more frames. That's I kind of like the idea of it being circular, though. I will say yeah. that. From what yeah. we saw beforehand, I do like the circular. I know some people didn't. I like if it's smaller, like an Alexa. That's what mm-hmm. it says. I'm all for that. That's I'm the thing. If that. like I'm, I was unsure about it being a circular thing because every now and again, I, I depending on my setup, I may have it set on its side. Um, I don't know how that's going to be possible without a standalone like stand. I yeah. But uh, yeah, like again, I say that as my Xbox, we can you just see in the corner here, has been stood up since day one. Like, yeah. Yeah, mine's laid down. Both of mine are laid down. The two yeah, we yeah. have in the house are both laid down, but that's just us. Yeah. If it's that's smaller and stands upright, that's fine by me. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, last question here we have uh, from Origin Cookie Man that says. After starting to play Alan Wake 2, I've been inspired to investigate the disappearance of Mr. Matt P. Video. As some of uh, as some of the last people to have seen him, I obviously have questions. If you needed to recover Matt P. from a supernatural place of existence, known as your fridge, your, your wife, your fridge, and you, what item would you use to summon him back? onto the podcast hashtag bring back matt p hashtag stay in the light matt p hashtag has he joined the fpi um <laughs> great question so just fantastic transparent- question matt's just matt's just busy that's the matt hasn't left us matt hasn't there's been nothing like that matt's yeah, just busy, um, just busy. he's not in the dark place as far as we Promise. know, he's in the dark place. What would we? That's a great question. What would we use? And the, the, to be honest with you, it's just kind of. I guess can I announce this? I guess I kind of. Do it. I can't really announce. I can't. No, I better not. Just Do in case. It doesn't come. Uh, no, I'm not going to okay. say anything. Okay. We, we got we got stuff brewing for next year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't. I love Matt, and we've met up in real life multiple times, stuff like that, right? But like. I feel like I've been the most open on the podcast about like my personal life and then like mm-hmm. about gaming and stuff that's 
I don't know what Matt's into still. Still I, to this day, I couldn't tell you what Matt, what I could. You got something? I have. Go on. I know what exactly what I would summon Matt P video back to the podcast with, because it's something he always brings to the podcast. It's a bad take. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> just walk around saying bad take. Just and bad he takes. Pops back up. Yeah. He pops back up. The Switch is the number one console. Boom! Here he is. <laughs> I love you, Matt. Oh. Um, yeah. No. No. But yeah. So um. No, yeah. I can't think of anything. I guess a copy of the Artful Escape. Mm-hmm. Um. Maybe. Uh, maybe that. Just throwing that around the room. Hopefully, it will pop up. Elden Ring um, DLC. Yeah. Elden Ring DLC. Life of P DLC. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Great question, though. I love. I love the question. I really, really do. I love it. I love it. Uh, let's plug, 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 and get ourselves out of it. This one we got to plug this week, dude. Uh, what am I going to plug? I don't have really anything to plug, so I'm just going to plug the Twitch as always. Go check out the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash by Xbox and me. Also the YouTube on the same side. We're streaming both at the same time. Uh, we are gearing up to do three streams a week uh, coming up in the new year. Uh, so yeah, keep an eye out for those. I don't know what we're streaming this week yet. Um, but we'll yeah, we streamed the finals. Day. We didn't talk about that, but we did. Yeah. Oh yeah, we, we did. Yeah, we kind streamed. We streamed the finals uh, last week, which was a ton of fun. My mm-hmm. first time playing. Um, we had a great time playing. It was a good, good stream. Uh, over on the Twitch channel and the YouTube. Um, I listened to yeah, at least two callouts. At least when you listen to callouts, we actually played well. Yeah. yeah. To be fair, when we played that cash out mode, just, I think we locked that love, down. You just love going against the grain, is what I've learned though. Like. You don't like, like Stop making content. <laughs> but yeah, you you yeah, yeah, I don't know. It was it was a good time. We had a good time. We had a good time. But uh, yeah, Crash was busy this week. Matt not here this week. Uh, I'm sure they'll be back next week. Yeah, we're gonna try to do a stream on Tuesday, hopefully. Fingers crossed, maybe. We'll see what happens. Um, if not, we'll announce it in the Discord and on Twitter either way. So go follow us everywhere. Uh, I'm at MC Fig, so D spawns at D Spawn Games and my Xbox and me is at New at Paul D Sportland. Oh, God, I'm, I'm, I'm rusty. I'm rusty. <laughs> um, no, I changed it like six years ago. It's fine. Um, and um, yeah, just hit us up. We're, we're trying to do more content. We're, we're almost there. And we're almost at the end of the year. People have asked, so I'm going to answer. Um, no, there's no break for my Xbox and me when it comes to Christmas and things like that. Like, we've never taken breaks around Christmas. We're not planning on taking breaks around Christmas. Nah, Christmas week is not next week so there'll be a normal episode next week and then the 29th there'll be a normal episode and then the 5th there'll be a normal episode nothing changes here at my xbox and me uh so don't think there's gonna be a pre-record or anything like that we do want your suggestions for game of the year we did get one on tiktok i don't know if you saw this we did get one on tiktok um i was tagged in it uh it was uh, from anubis uh, i believe I forgot. anubis that's exactly mm-hmm. who it was from perfect anubis by the way it was the perfect that. format for it Perfect format, perfect timing, perfect everything. So, yes, if you want to hit us up with your videos, landscape or portrait, do we spawn or edit it nicely either way? Um, hit us up with your videos and your game of the years starting now, um, just so we can add them into our episode for the week of the first. I mean, the week that's ended on the seventh. Um, so you need them in by the fourth, I guess. I would. I'd I say. Would... I would say get them in before the end of this year, just so that I'm not chasing. Would be preferable. Would be Please. preferable. Yes. Yes. So make sure you hit us up with your game of year videos and voice notes if you're not comfortable with being on video. And uh, you can email them at to myxboxandmepodcast.gmail.com or you can send them to us via Discord or send us a Google Drive link and we'll just download it from there. But yeah. 
Uh, we'll make a, a thing in the Discord for that as well. All right. Until next time, we'll love you, leave you, and see you all later. Goodbye.